Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana-owned businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. I'm Mel McMahon, and today we'll get the story of how Brian Shutt started HomeSense Heating and Cooling. We'll talk about the challenges and the successes along the way and why supporting local businesses really matters. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana-owned, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Find local at indianaowned.com. Brian, thank you so much for joining us on Local Matters today. Welcome. Happy to be here. And you brought Griff Hausmeyer, your marketing manager, along with you today. Hey, Griff. Hey, great to be here. I'm so excited to talk to both of you. Um, You know, we hear HVAC commercials, I think, all the time, right? So finding ways to stand out and be different is a really, really important part of your business. I don't think a lot of people think that way. And Brian, I know that's something that was really important to you. How did you start HomeSense Heating and Cooling? Yeah, I think um, going back to the beginning is always important. And so my business partner, Jesse Cross and I um, met one another at Purdue. We always say we kind of accidentally became uh, HVAC entrepreneurs. And and the genesis of, of HomeSense was really started as homeowners first. And um, Jesse uh, had gotten into some real estate investment right out of college and um, had really run his head against the wall trying to find somebody who was local, honest, consistent at a fair price and kept on bubbling up to the surface that there has to be a better way to do this. And so just as sort of fate uh, would work, we decided one day that we would try our hand at it. And so our sort of why was we just believed there there could be uh, somebody who was honest at, with a fair price that delivered a high quality customer experience. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of our frustration was born from being first time homeowners and dealing with um, what we thought was sort of not necessarily casting aspersions on anybody in particular, but just practices that made us as homeowners feel uncomfortable, feeling like we were getting sold things we didn't need at pretty high prices without necessarily really a a helpful hand and sort of explaining to us why we actually needed those things. So when we started HomeSense, we really wanted to deliver something that was fundamentally different from anything that we'd experienced as homeowners. So what were some of those changes that you wanted to make? What were some of those practices you put into place? Yeah, I mean, most of them come down to to character qualities. Um, the the sort of X's and O's of of what we do is not fundamentally different. I mean, when a homeowner calls a company like ours, they have a broken furnace and they want it to work again. So on that sort of operational side, we're doing a lot of the same things. Um, but for us, it was really around the character behind it. So we recruited guys on integrity, and we really placed that as the primary. Uh, focus and we we track um, uh, key performance indicators that are related to things to do with that, whether that's customer follow-up or frankly, just sort of uh, lifting up and celebrating those times when um, customers call us as the second or third or fourth opinion and everybody else has sort of told them that they need something expensive or the diagnosis is something catastrophic and our guys come in and are able to do it for uh, 
you know, either find something that shows that those other things are wrong um, or do something that can get it working for less expensive. So I think it really comes down to just the character of, of our team. Uh, and that really is what really makes for our operational differentiation, um, but still leaning on high level of training and experience in our, in our team in the field. So Griff, for you, when it comes to managing the marketing of an HVAC company, you know, how do you make yourself stand out? What are you, what are you looking to do? Yeah, I think it, it relies a lot on what Brian was just saying. Um, and honestly is kind of memorialized in a group of values that we call the heart of home sense. Um, and so those have been around from really the foundation of the business. And those are the things that I really like to focus on as I'm talking about uh, the company, because I think that like Brian was saying, those are the types of things that really differentiate us. So even the first one is, is be honest. Um, another one is reduce confusion. I think as somebody who doesn't have a background in HVAC, who uh, really before I started here, didn't know just about anything about HVAC, hearing uh, an HVAC company say like, we commit to reduce confusion uh, is exciting because I'm like, well, yes, I'm very confused <laughs> when you come to my house <laughs> and something is wrong. Like I want you to reduce confusion and not make me feel more confused or stressed or put in a position where I'm being upsold or something like that. So um, those are the things that really made me catch the vision. And so those are what uh, I really like to show people as talk about the, the company. Well, and I think too, as you know, just residents, if you will, you know, we kind of take that HVAC system for granted, right? Like we just expect it to blow out cool air when we need to cool down. We just expect it to blow out heat when we need to warm up. And the stress it causes when it doesn't work yeah. I mean, we've been there, right? Like, whoo, that can be, that is not a phone call you want to make, right? And Brian, did you think that, you know, when you were little, that this is what you were going to be doing? You're going to help uh, people be comfortable in their homes? I mean, uh, I mean, and honestly, no. I mean, this is not necessarily the sort of uh, visionary goal. I think, you know, as you, as you get older and, and part of, you know, how we jumped into this was, um, I mean, in 08, 09, when we started it, there just weren't a lot of people hiring, you know, early career marketing got generalists. And so um, kind of like what you're saying, it was, it's a practical uh, business to be in. But what, what I found is just that um, when it's important, there's almost nothing more important. And your experience uh, is indicative of that. Just everything stops until the furnace gets fixed in the middle of the winter. And so um, just from a practical standpoint, as a business, there's definitely a virtue in being in something that has demand like that. Um, then it comes down to how, as we talked about earlier, how can we you be different and better and add something that's not necessarily a standard um, that other people are willing to sort of uh, operate underneath. And so, yeah, to, for us, it's like, it came back to that core question of like, what would we want when something goes awry in these extreme weather emergencies that often drives the calls that we get and we came back to like we just want somebody that we can trust and so everything for us comes back to that core question um, does this deliver or enhance that or detract from that and and while we wouldn't claim we bat a thousand on that i think we do always come back to that question and i think um we do have sort of 
as Griff pointed to, a set of values that really um, are act as a filter and um, are, as he said, memorialized and visualized in our office and something we talk about every week. And I think those are the sort of things that um, we would want as homeowners. And, and so that's really what we wanted to bring into the, into the world. Well, Griff, you mentioned earlier that you knew nothing about HVAC when you went into this business. What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Uh, a whole lot of different things, <laughs> uh, to be absolutely honest. But I've always really liked, uh, I've always really liked storytelling um, uh, and planning. Uh, and so I feel like I get to do both of those things in this role. Uh, I get to tell the story of, of HomeSense, which to me is, is, an, is an interesting story because of its foundation, because of it being local and, and just the uniqueness uh, within our industry of what we're doing. Um, and also just get to, to plan out our content. I love making uh, hopefully helpful things on our social channels that people can follow us and learn about HVAC. Um, because what I've learned this year is that while at its depths, it's very technical, it is easier to understand your system than most people think it is. Well, let's talk about that for a little bit. I don't know about you guys, but it feels like Indiana has no transition anymore. It's just like, oh, summer, <laughs> then you have Halloween and it's winter. So what are some of the things that we can be doing now or things that we need to be thinking about to make sure that we're not the one panicking at 3 a.m. because we don't have any heat? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the my drumbeat is always change your air filter. Like it is, some, I, again, because I think our HVAC system is kind of out of sight, out of mind. Like we talked about earlier, you don't really think about it until it's a problem. Really easy to forget to do that one simple thing. Um, but a lot of problems start when the air filter gets clogged up and really dirty. So uh, it kind of depends on the type of air filter you have, but uh, all over our social channels, I send out a monthly meme reminder. Hopefully it's a humorous way to remind people uh, to change their air filter um, because about once a month, that's a good thing to do to keep it clean because as it gets clogged up, that's when a lot of problems start. Brian, what about for you? What is one piece of advice you can give us to really be prepared for the winter? Well, I'll steal from uh, Hall of Fame Purdue alumni, John Wooden, and uh, quote him, say, failure to prepare is preparing to fail. <laughs> um, and so we recommend and beat the drum as well of having preventative maintenance done. Um, so that means having a company like ours come out, check the system, make proactive repairs when necessary. Um, it's a mechanical system. It doesn't run forever. And so, um, you know, again, we live in way more of a uh, back-end solution rather than proactive preparation society. Um, but the more homeowners can, can be proactive, um, they're going to ultimately spend less over time and more importantly, prevent emergencies from taking place. So if I can uh, encourage anything, it's that uh, prepare. Well, and something else you encourage to is really a sense of community, because a lot of people might not realize that your headquarters is really a co-working space for a lot mm -hmm. of up and coming tradesmen and for meeting stuff. Tell us about that. Yeah, so about five years ago, um, 
we we started in 2009, as I mentioned, and in our first seven years, we moved five times. And um, and so we've sort of experienced the the challenges that that uh, comes with as a small business. And so we had the opportunity to make an investment in the community and purchased an old building that used to be the Double Eight Foods headquarters near 46th and Keystone. And so my business partner, Jesse, and I did a full renovation ourselves. It took about two years um, alongside uh, a third business partner, Tom Lazera of Custom Living. And um, we built it out for companies like ours. So there's a lot of small businesses in the place. Um, we probably have a particular acumen or focus for trades and home services, but really invite all types of businesses and entrepreneurs to, to set up shop here. So we have everything from traditional co-working where we have about 12,000 square feet of common area, small offices up to full 2000 square foot suites. We have a, a microbrewery and a Cuban restaurant. And so really the, the heart behind that was trying to impact um, local entrepreneurs. We just believe in entrepreneurship as um, the primary change agent for community and culture. Uh, we believe that that's how um, a lot of the, the changes we want to see in society at large really happen at the local level. And it's the entrepreneurs, social and, and for-profit and nonprofit entrepreneurs that step into the gaps and the challenges that we see. And so, um, but a lot of times it's tough to be a solopreneur. It's tough to be a small business to, to get going and, and being a part of a culture that is one that supports you, I think is critically important. And that's something that we've tried to, to build here is a, a culture of um, humble entrepreneurs that want to cl collaborate to help one another grow. So that's sort of our vision is um, it, with Refinery46 is to, is to create at least um, a, a, an outpost where those sort of uh, entrepreneurs can set up shop and grow and scale and impact our community. Well, and Brian, that leads me to my next question. What is really motivating you? You know, I can, I can hear it in your voice that there's a passion, there's an excitement when you talk about the community aspect and really just lifting people up. I mean, where does sure. that come from? Yeah, I think um, I, I grew up with, with faith in my life. Um, and so uh, for me, that's, that's sort of the genesis of everything. It's like, if we believe that, uh, that it's not all about accumulation, if we believe that there's um, an eternity that we're playing for, um, it then reshapes what we do and how we do it. And so um, for me, it's about how do we create um, a community that is about building bridges um, that, that really sort of crosses the divides we're told are out there. Um, and so uh, I, I just am a big believer that as our focus shifts outward, um, it, outward sort of beyond our community and beyond what we can touch and feel it has sort of an adverse impact on what our local experience can be so i i just want to be somebody who's who's sort of uh you know ringing the bell and and refocusing us toward what we can actually impact um and so sometimes that's literally just your neighbor um sometimes it's the streets you live on and I just know that, you know, personal experience and a boatload of social science data points to the fact that as we focus on what we can touch and feel and the, you know, there's this concept called Dunbar's number that says that we, we really can only know about 150 people if, if more people uh, aligned their life and their focus around those 150 people that they actually can have contact with. 
uh, happiness is the byproduct of that. And so I'm sort of a, 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 a old school, I guess, and that like, I kind of believe in the, the declaration and that like life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness should be an ideal. And I think um, when we stray from uh, tested and true principles over time, um, as I think, you know, sometimes I feel like that uh, is that correlation when we when we focus way too far outward and we nationalize the local. Um, I think we're getting farther away from um, a pursuit of happiness. And, and I can I think a lot of what we see culturally is a detrimental byproduct from that. Griff, I saw you shaking your head and, you know, nodding in agreement with some of those. What what motivates you to do what you're doing? Yeah, I think one of our values is to care for the community, which you've all like heard come out of this conversation a lot. Uh, that was really exciting for me just to think about in the end, like I, I want to tell people in my life, like use HomeSense because I know that like you're going to have a fair experience because unfortunately, and not to disparage anyone particular in the industry, but we just know that within this industry, the most vulnerable people can be taken advantage of and are. And I've heard stories throughout the year and we celebrate when we have a chance to work with those people so that they are not working with someone who will take advantage of them. And so I think even just knowing that, like this is a complicated part of people's lives that most people don't understand their, their HVAC system. And so we have a chance to come into this community and to be a trustworthy, a uh, friend in a sense. I want us to feel like your friend who knows HVAC, um, who can come in uh, and, and take care of you. And that's motivating to me. Coming up, the challenges and the successes Brian has had along the way and what he wants you to know about starting your own business. This is Local Matters. Local Matters is brought to you by IndianaOwned.com, where you'll find our members that are business owners who want you to know that they live here, work here, and play here. They're the business owners donating food to shelters, sponsoring the Little League teams, and employing hundreds of thousands of people in our state. Every business on IndianaOwned.com falls into one of two categories. They're either an original, meaning the company is Indiana-owned and operated, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain, or they are a franchise friend, meaning the franchise is Indiana-owned and operated, the owner lives here in Indiana, and is engaged in our community. When you see the Indiana-owned badge, you know you are supporting a local business. And we like to make shopping simple for you as well at our sister company, Indiana.Gifts. Every product you see on there from the coffee mug to the scarf to the candle is made by an Indiana-owned company. Take your picks, send a gift to yourself or send it to a friend, and know that you are supporting local along the way. And we want to thank you for supporting local too. Use the discount code LOVELOCAL at checkout and we'll give you 10% off just to say thank you. We've been chatting with Brian Shutt of HomeSense Heating and Cooling, who started his business in 2009. Brian, what's been the hardest part about being a business owner? Oh, wow. One hard part. Um, I, you know, I think um, it, it's not surprising and it's kind of cliche, but it, it all sort of falls on, on you eventually. So there's definitely those, um, those weeks and those nights where, um, you know, other people's mortgages come down to your capacity to, to pay, um, yeah, the, the wage. And sometimes that's not in the bank. Um, so I think it's just the practical reality of, you know, the accumulated stress of, um, managing supply and demand in an industry that is, um, very much um, cyclical because it's driven by the weather. So 
it's tough to sort of uh, have consistency in something that's inherently inconsistent. Yeah, it's a lot of unpredictability with yeah. that for sure. And especially being in Indiana, I feel like that adds an entirely new layer to it, don't you? Yeah, I mean, and on the plus side, we're in Indiana where at, we know it's going to get really hot at some point and we know it's going to get really cold at some point. So we know it's an eventuality that, that you know, the systems come on and then something breaks. We don't root for that, but we know it's an eventuality. Um, but yeah, the, the sleepless nights um, sort of bearing the stress of a lot of complexity and, and not knowing when that stuff is going to, when the demand is going to come in, is definitely uh, the downside of, of being a business owner. Is there anything you would do differently knowing what you know now? You know, I think I would have been um, a little uh, more risk tolerant. I think, um, you know, I, I probably held on too closely to too many functions of the business for too long. And I think ultimately at, at the core of that was like a fear of, uh, you know, the existential crisis of, you know, what if we change too fast? Um, you know, is the business gonna, to, gonna you know, go, uh, uh, are we gonna go to business or something like that? So I think I would have been a little bit, a little bit riskier, um, brought in good people sooner. Um, I think Griff is a fantastic example of, um, we bit the bullet in the last year, brought in a full-time marketing manager, and we've grown about 20% as a result of that. So it's it's not surprising, but I think that one was probably the, the, the reins that were hardest to give up because that was my background in, of marketing. So um, I wish I would have been a little bit more aggressive on bringing in good people sooner. Griff, for you, what's been the most rewarding part about being a part of this company? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I would say just learning alongside the team together and and going after new and exciting goals and seeing a lot of those goals reached. Um, I think it's really cool for all of us um, together to be working um, towards something that is beneficial for all of us. So even seeing some of these technicians, like one of them, when I came in, he um, he was fairly new and now he has already received a certification. He's helping to lead a team. Like I think to see within this company, there's the potential for growth um, is, is really exciting. So being a part of that has been, has been great. And Brian, what's the most rewarding part for you? It's similarly just seeing, um, seeing uh, men and women grow in their careers. Um, and we've had a number of employees that, um, haven't necessarily stayed with us forever, but we've, um, who, because of our support have grown in their capacities and, um, and have grown into bigger and better things. So I think, yeah, it's, it always comes back to, to people, um, especially on the internal side, then externally, I think it's similar, like solving, solving problems, um, in emergency situations that help people get back to the important things in life. I mean, there is, it's incredibly gratifying to be a part of that. Um, and as you pointed out, like it, it's an afterthought when it's, when it's 70 degrees, but yeah, if you're approaching Christmas and the furnace goes out to be able to be a part of getting it, you know, back to the focus is, is really fun and, and definitely rewarding for us. 
Brian, what would you tell others that want to start their own business? What do you want them to know? Yeah. I mean, if they're motivated, um, just do it. Um, it's not easy. It, it's probably, it's almost certainly not going to work exactly how they envision it. Um, but like, I just go back to, you know, the, the adventure that comes along with it and, um, how I would want to look back and, you know, hopefully a long time, uh, 40, 50 years and be, and just know that, um, when opportunity or ideas came along, I jumped at them and, and it doesn't necessarily mean it, you'll be successful, but like, um, it's sort of that, like, um, classic Teddy Roosevelt, uh, poem around the, the man in the arena. Um, you know, I, I, I've always kind of, uh, aligned with that, just jump in and it's not the critic who counts and, and just, um, the, the growth that comes through jumping in and starting something I think has been the most, um, uh, highest impact thing that I've ever done. It's just going and doing it. So, um, I encourage anybody who has that inkling to jump in. Why does supporting local and being known as Indiana owned matter to you? Yeah, I, I believe that, um, local businesses have an inherent, um, a degree of additional accountability, um, that, that we really live up to a higher standard than can be set for businesses that are owned elsewhere. And so I know you've, uh, done a fantastic job of articulating the, the data behind uh, how many more resources stay local when they're spent local. Um, I just think it doesn't always mean better, but I, I definitely think there's a higher degree of accountability. And, and it goes back to some of the earlier comments. I think it grows community in a fundamentally different way as well. Um, just choosing to have your resources go to somebody who might live down the street who's kids go to school with yours or you go to the same church with. Um, I just think it builds bonds within community. And, and um, I just think it's something that I know I um, consciously choose to do whenever it's a possibility. So I think it's just critically important for a community like ours. Griff, what about you, especially from you know a marketing perspective? Why does being known as Indiana owned matter? And why does supporting local matter to you? Yeah, yeah, I agree with everything Brian just said. Honestly, um, earlier this year when I was uh, considering, you know, joining Indiana Owned, it was like a no-brainer right away where I was like, this is already who we are. These are the things that we care about, what you all care about. Um, like I mentioned, just even baked within our values is, is to care for the community um, and to be a part of the flourishing of, of greater Indianapolis. And so that was really a no-brainer for me right away. I was like, yeah, we want to be a part of this community because we really believe that it makes a difference. Um, I think one of my favorite things I see within the business is when a customer will mention like, hey, you always have this specific technician come to my house. And I love that because like, we know Chuck and my dog loves Chuck. And every single time Chuck comes, my dog is so excited. Like, those types of stories can only really happen um, when you have just that that special local addition to a company. Now, gentlemen, besides indianaowned.com, where do we find out more about you and how do we support your business? Uh, yeah, so you can go to trusthomesense.com uh, uh, to learn all about us. On there, you'll see various resources. 
Um, so there's one that we call the HomeSense 10 and 10. It is our 10 top terms and 10 top tips uh, to make you an HVAC pro. Um, so that's how easy it is. Like I said earlier, that's how easy it is to, to know what you need to know about HVAC. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Like I said, on Instagram, I have my monthly meme reminder. So look out for that. Uh, one of the favorite parts of my job, not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> as well as a hashtag Tuesday tip. Uh, where we give a tip every single week on, on how to keep up uh, with your system. So those would be, I think, the two best places to follow us. Brian, a great hire. I mean, I think he nailed all the all the connections oh, right there. Sure. <laughs> I, can, I can't do it any better. <laughs> Brian Shutt, co-owner of HomeSense Heating and Cooling and Griff Hausmeyer Marketing Manager. Thank you so much for joining me on Local Matters today. And thank you for doing your part to create healthier, stronger communities and more jobs in Indiana. Thanks, awesome. Yeah, thanks for having us. And thank you for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana-owned and Indiana.gifts. It's an honor to bring you incredible stories about Indiana-owned businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Learn more about why Local Matters at Indiana-owned.com. And if you're an Indiana business owner, join our community at Indiana-owned.com slash apply. I'm Mel McMahon. And until next time, keep supporting local. Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Owned, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Find local now at indianaowned.com.